0: Go back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato from
1: MediaMonarchy.com. You can save up to seven kilograms of carbon by changing your diet. We've got that story plus suing the library. But first, UN demands two trillion dollars a year from rich countries for climate justice. The UN's climate summit COP twenty seven is underway in Germany or er, in Germany. In Egypt, and bold demands were made from the developed world. The UN already desperate for funding, so what better way to extort the world over fraudulent climate threats, slavery, racism, it's all good. Colonial rule, maybe? That's from technocracy.news. An annual transfer of funds from rich to poor countries starting at around $2 trillion by 2030 and rising thereafter is needed for climate justice, they're calling it. According to a United Nations-backed report, of course, released just just recently in the last 24 hours, China has been specifically excluded from the demand for reparations. That seems like what they're really going to call it. Climate reparations seems to be the, the catchphrase that pays. China has been specifically excluded from the demands for reparations, which include taxes for fossil fuel companies on their global carbon profits, even as the communist state's greenhouse gas emissions now exceed the entire rest of the developed world combined. The first, what, the first $1 trillion alone should come from rich countries, investors, and multilateral development banks – Declared the analysis commissioned by Britain and Egypt hosts respectively of the 2021 UN Climate Summit in Glasgow and this week's COP 27 event in Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt. The new UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak's government has already signaled he's he's down with reparations as he preps a bunch of tax hikes and public service cuts at home in the name of fiscal responsibility. The new 100-page analysis, Finance for Climate Action, is presented as an investment blueprint to deliver on paris climate treaty goals rich countries should recognize that it is in their vital self-interest as well as a matter of justice given the severe impacts caused by their high levels of current and past emissions to invest in climate action in emerging market and developing countries said one of the reports leads economist nicholas stern who also authored, authored the landmark report on the economics of climate change we have the pdf Finance for climate change, scaling up investment for climate and development. James, why does China get such a sweet, sweet deal? Is it because maybe they're uh, Kissinger, Swab, Rockefeller, most favored nation? Is it because they locked down all those people, shanghai everybody in Disneyland the other day? Or is it maybe because of all those suicides at the Apple Foxconn factory? James, you don't have to answer any of those.
0: Well, how, how about all of the above? It, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so when people go and start reading this report, uh, as I hope they will, they'll start. They'll notice that there is this phrase that is embedded in this report: EMDC, emerging market and developing countries other than China. That is the phrase: EMDCs other than China. EMDCs other than China is like this set stock phrase that is used throughout the report because yes, China is kept to the side out of all of this equation. Because, of course, they're not going to pay any reparations. Um, they, they might not get any of the reparations either. But anyway, they don't have to pay into it. They're, they're not going to change what they're doing. Yes, most of uh, almost all new coal uh, power construction is taking place in China. Whatever. China continues to be the fastest growing emitter and blah, 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 all this. But we won't talk about any of that. We're just going to concentrate on what you... And your personal carbon footprint, you drank with a plastic straw the other day and therefore the weather gods are mad or something along those lines. So um, it's interesting how it continues to swirl around and they tr- keep trying to find the right propaganda vector for this. It's about saving Mother Earth. No, it's about reparations and justice, climate justice. That's what—that's the phrase that'll pay, right guys? Anything in order to sell an agenda to you. And what is the agenda about? We do not have to parse very far to find out about that. Again, if you read the report, you'll find our old friend Debt for Nature swaps making an appearance in here, as, long as, as well as climate, uh, Debt for Climate swaps uh, being name-checked in this report. Because, again, it is about monopolizing the resources of the earth. And, oh, we'll, we'll forgive some of this debt that we created out of thin air to give to you in the first place, if you give us the real, the actual earth. So for people who don't know about that debt for nature scheme and how it fits into this whole agenda, they might want to check episode 322 of the Corporate Report on what is sustainable development. But here is what this is really about. And again, we do not have to go on a speculative limb about this. Back in 2015, the then head of the UNFCCCCCCC, Christina Figueres, said... This is probably the most difficult task we have ever given ourselves, which is to intentionally transform the economic development model for the first time in human history hmm, I wonder what she's talking about. What can that mean? Or how about in 2019 when the uh, chief of staff for AOC said, the interesting thing about the Green New Deal is it wasn't originally a climate thing at all. Do you guys think of it as a climate thing? Because we really think of it as a how-do-you-change-the-entire-economy thing. <laughs> Direct quote, guys. Um, or how about this one? It kind of uh humorous tongue-in-cheek spin on it from climate de- Mark Moreno's Climate Depot, but um, their recent headline, Greta finally gets it. Greta Thunberg, UN Climate Summit COP27 is a scam that provides an opportunity for people in power to use greenwashing, lying, and cheating. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah, you thought this was about saving Mother Earth? No, 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 no. This is a scam. It is a it is a debt-based scam to uh, monopolize the resources of the Earth and to get everyone involved Uh, and, And to regulate everyone's behavior is on top of it. So if people want to know about the big scheme of the G-fans and all these multi-trillion dollar deals that are being cut on the international stage, I will direct them back to my conversation with Whitney Webb last year about uh, how green finance is monopolizing the planet. I did an editorial, um, Welcome to the New Economy, talking about this. I've talked about the second most important bank you've never heard of, um, talking about the 1980s plan for constructing some sort of world... Uh, climate bank, essentially, that was going to be well, it was being forwarded by the Rothschilds and Rockefellers, literally, at uh, the unsaid conference, UNCED, back in 1987. Uh, all of this is just pieces on this trail. But maybe it sounds overwhelming. It sounds like, oh, these big governments are cutting these big deals and doing this high finance stuff and whatever. How does this affect me, Joe Blow, in, in my regular nine-to-five job? Oh, don't worry. It's coming for you. It is all about you, actually, and controlling what you do. If only they could, I don't know, nudge you into doing this or that thing but and controlling your behavior on the back of this scam. I, I wonder if we'll have any stories about that in this edition of Neural Next Week, James.
1: Nah, who's, who's to say? It's not like we're good at forecasting what might be coming down the pike. So it went from you've died of dysentery to you've died of suddenly to, of course, you've died of climate change. They also, of course, highly recommend throwing soup at Van Gogh paintings to save Mother Earth as well. Our second story on this New World Next Week, episode 501. Oh my God, it's come true. UK Nudge Unit, which would be kind of a cool, I don't know, like a DJ, kind of maybe Miami based kind of sound. UK, gotta laugh to not cry. UK Nudge Unit recommends banks track carbon footprint of transactions and reward sustainable behavior, an influential UK-based social purpose organization that was blamed for the UK government's use of grossly unethical tactics to scare the public into COVID compliance. They're back for more, recommending that banks use the wealth of data that they hold to provide carbon feedback on transactions and introduce social credit-style rewards and incentives to encourage so-called sustainable behaviors. The measures are being pushed by the Behavioral Insights Team, a.k.a. the Nudge Unit, which specializes in using behavioral insights to nudge people into changing their behavior. In a recent blog post, which we do have linked up for you, the Nudge Unit revealed that it had partnered with carbon footprint management company Kogo, C-O-G-O, to explore how banks should go about nudging their customers to go green. Kogo has already partnered with several banks, including the UK's NatWest Bank, which uses Kogo's services to provide a personalized, real-time carbon footprint tracker in its mobile app. Kogo's carbon footprint tracker displays... Carbon Footprint Saving and Recommendation Messages Next to transactions, So it's basically there to nag you is what a lot of this sounds like, James. The messages include you could save up to 138 kilograms of carbon by taking public transport, and you could save up to 7 kilograms of carbon by changing your diet. I don't know, eating some weird lab-grown meat bugs or whatever. Should banks encourage green behaviors? BI.team is where
0: that blog post is posted there.
1: Another another notch on the agenda, James.
0: Absolutely right. Uh, this is an incredibly important and incredibly creepy part of that agenda. And so the I think the most obvious handle into the story of the Nudge Unit, what is this? Where did it come from? Oh, it was started as a UK government initiative that has now spun off into its own company and is now doing these deals with banking entities and apps to control people's behavior what the hell is this where did it come from how is it operating under what pretense Um, Well, I will point not for the first and probably not for the last time to Laura Dodsworth's book, um, A State of Fear, where she was talking about the UK government spy spy B panel that was advising the UK government on how to ramp up the fear of the scandemic in order to get people um, motivated um, to do whatever the government says they should do. Lock yourself up. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Wear two masks. Take the the carrot juice. Whatever. Um, So uh there's there's a whole history and story there that Laura Nodsworth goes through, but I think the deeper side of this is again it shouldn't be something that's new to our audience. Um, for example, I've talked about uh, the carrot rewards app that uh, in Canada several years ago, we're going to reward you for good behavior. You can play play this game and get reward points for Canadian tire money in order to, if you, you know, eat the right thing or if you or have all your vaccines or whatever they tell you to do, whatever the app tells you to do, which in and of itself is creepy because we know where that's going. Again, go back to my episode on you are being gamed with the most disturbing presentation ever with that guy who was so enthusiastic about in the future, you're going to get points for everything. You brush your teeth, and your 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 toothbrush will be able to sense that, and will be able to say, "Oh, you get three points because you brushed your teeth for one minute today." Yay! You know, blah blah blah, whatever. All of the, everything will become this game um, that is nudging your behavior in certain directions. Because as the uh, the nudge unit post the blog post that we're linking to, says, uh, 8 out of 10 Europeans want to act to save Mother Earth, but only 2 out of 10 know how to act, so we're going to nudge them in the right direction. Your your app's going to be telling you to do this. Don't do that. And every step along the way, you'll be guided until you are a different human being. And if you want the really, really, really big picture of what that means and where it's going, check out that selfish ledger Uh, leaked uh, video from Google that came out several years ago about how the Google internally, they're talking about how they will be able to essentially, they're not even talking about human beings. They're talking about you as an accretion of all this data that you consume over your life and how that makes you into a certain type of person who does certain types of things and thinks certain types of ways. And if we can shape the data that goes in, we shape what kind of human being emerges on the other side essentially is what they're saying it this is what it's about it's about controlling you at the most fundamental level what does this have to do with climate again saving mother earth absolutely nothing
1: your most scary presentation reminds me of the ordering pizza in the future that video that's like 15 years old it's never not been horrifying, and it only becomes more horrifying as we listen to it. I'll, I'll have to add that to the show notes. So, A, State of Fear, the nonfiction book, not to be confused with State of Fear, the fiction book by Crichton about the worldwide fascist terror movement of fake climate justice. Hi, yay yay Finally, so—I have to make the joke—so so much drama in the LBC. Destructive ruling against library sets dangerous precedent for crypto in the U.S. We grab this yet again from reclaimthenet.org. Library Incorporated, L-B-R-Y, the company behind the open-source, decentralized, blockchain-based library network, and, of course, Odyssey, has lost a case against the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission that centered around whether the sale of library credits, LBC cryptocurrency, accounted to an unregistered security offering under the Securities Act of 1933. Library CEO Jeffrey Jeremy Kaufman said the loss establishes a precedent that threatens the entire U.S. cryptocurrency industry. The ruling follows a years-long battle between Library and the SEC, which began in May 2018 when the SEC started to investigate Library. In March of 2021, the SEC sued Library and alleged that it had offered and sold millions of dollars' worth of unregistered securities to investors when selling LBC. After the SEC complaint was filed, thousands of cryptocurrency supporters rallied behind Library. But on this most recent Monday, New Hampshire judge Paul J. Bar uh, Barbadoro sided, of course, with the SEC, argued that the SEC's assertion that library offered LBC as a security and granted the SEC's motion for summary judgment, which means, boom, done there will be no trial. But a status hearing to discuss the process for resolving any remaining issues is scheduled for November 21st. ReclaimTheNet.org got a PDF of the ruling. Securities and Exchange Commission versus Library Incorporated. Is this James? And I've had just double check with you before we shot today. This is the Securities and Exchange Commission that destroyed their records on insider trading investigations. SEC government destroyed documents regarding pre-9/11 put options. And, you know, crazy conspiracy sites like CBS reported on it. Is this the same SEC, now I'm speculating, James, that'll probably help shepherd in a centralized fiat Federal Reserve imitation of crypto? And is this basically a... Thought I could have written this for story one or even maybe is is this where they steal the real and sell us back the fake? Ding, ding, ding.
0: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. This is what is happening. So it's a crazy case and it's crazier the more you look into it and get into the weeds of it. If you look into the decision, essentially what the uh, judge is ruling here is that because... Because Library Inc, which is separate from the library decentralized network, which has been created, the Library Inc was created as a separate entity a co- corporate entity to so that they could then invest in the corporation that would then uh, uh, help the development of the decentralized network, which is a separate entity they did through they went through eighteen thousand hoops and all of this uh, rigmarole and jumble to try to avoid this mess so that whatever happens happens to the company and the the, the network will be okay. Um, and look, it's not a security. It's it's an, a token that has actual value on this, on this blockchain for this purpose of transferring data on the library network. That's what it's about. And that's why people are invested in it. But the judge is actually saying, no, because Library Inc. has four, 400 million LBC from the pre-mine, they have a stake in this decentralized network. And therefore, they're going to try to make that network better. And so anyone who takes LBC is doing so on the assumption that Library Inc. is going to be working to try to make the library network better, and therefore it is a security. It, it just it's crazy. And I think it's accurately summarized by um a Library's tweet about this. Even after five years of fighting and a court ruling, we still honestly do not know how to legally launch a public blockchain in the US. You can launch a Uh, centralized, permissioned, private blockchain. No problem. Banks are doing that all the time. They're doing it for their own purposes behind the scenes. No problem whatsoever. How dare you? How absolutely dare you try to launch a public, permissionless, decentralized blockchain for sharing information on something like the Library Network, which for people who are completely lost here, is the network that underlies things like Odyssey, Odyssey odyssey.com. So if you're watching this on Odyssey, you're watching it because of the library network, which whose very existence may be threatened by this ruling, potentially, depending how all of this turns out and ultimately what kind of judgment comes down here crazy stuff, crazy stuff. And you're exactly right. What is this ultimately about? It is about, no, 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 here's this technology that you guys are trying to use for all these purposes. No, 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 no. We're going to keep that technology, but don't worry, we'll give it to you. And since 99% of the public has no idea what the difference between Bitcoin and blockchain and Govcoin and CBDC, it's all the same thing, whatever. It's all complicated. I don't have to worry my little, pretty little head about that stuff. I'll just get whatever the government is giving to me or is, allowing me to receive, and that that must be this Bitcoin stuff I'm hearing about or something, right guys? So again, because the Bitcoin Psy-Up has been so successful, most people won't have any clue what this ruling means or why it's important. For those in our audience who are more switched on than the average person, I hope you will go through this ruling and uh, follow, follow the developments on this story, because uh, I, I think this will have some pretty big repercussions about what is legally possible to do in the US. Still, things are technologically possible that may not be illegal. <laughs> but anyway, what is the legal ramification of this? And can any, any sort of uh, entity operate above board in this space the way library attempted to do? Well, maybe not if they get away with this.
1: It almost sounds like the, the rigmarole they forced the cannabis businesses to go through here in the States. No major banks, I think, are allowed to deal with the cannabis industry yet because, federally speaking, it's still the dirty, evil weed. So they all have to run around and schlep around and use these weird internet places, which only then puts more of a spotlight on. Oh, see, you're using those weird, bad, dark web buzzword things. Aye, aye, aye. People can learn more about the SEC and insider trading and the catalyzing catastrophic events of 9-11 that have been now 21 years ago with 9-11 Trillions and 9-11 War Games DVD. And we are now shipping. Can I grab it and show it? Because I forgot to do it ahead of time. I sure can. The brand-new corporate Report USB 2010s, they are in our hot little hands. They have already begun to be shipped out. That's the 2010 Data USB Archive. Shirts are back in stock as well, including the big boy sizes, all that and more at newworldnextweek.com. And, of course, if you don't know, why don't you know? I stream news, music, memes, and more Monday through Friday, 95 Mountain Time, at mediamonarchy.com. That is New World Next Week, episode 501.
0: James? Awesome. Thank you for that, James. I second that. I hope if people don't know about Media monarchy streams, check them out. It's the best damn radio station you never ever heard. Um, on that note, we'll come back at it next week. James, thanks for the stories.
1: Thanks so much, buddy. Take care.